Stitches is here, and this is, like I always say, one of my favorite uh, features because we always get to pull and talk and hear from some amazing women from all across the world and just get their stories, mate, and just hear uh, some of the amazing things that they're doing. And this young lady, I heard, when did I see, I found you. I think somebody, my creative assistant sent me a video, like an inspirational video of yours on TikTok. Nevertheless, child, yeah, you inspired yeah. me, honey. And you inspired her, <laughs> which led it to send it to me, which led me to reach out to you to come on here and inspire other people, child. So, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> let me shut all the way up and let her introduce herself, but I will introduce her name. Miss <laughs> Candace, what up? Hi, everybody. Hi. How are y'all? What's up, Candace? I'm sorry. How are you? How are you? How are you? <laughs> You're funny. I'm blessed. I'm blessed. No, sis, you funny. Let me tell you what. So first and foremost, for those who may not be familiar or may be hearing you for the first time, uh, like I said, I caught wind of you on TikTok and you do inspirational uh, videos, motivating videos. Introduce yourself to the beautiful people. Okay. So, yes, my name is Candace Waters. Um, I'm literally from all over, but North Carolina is home. I am a content creator. I create on TikTok, YouTube, Instagram. Um, I've been creating on YouTube for about two and a half years, and TikTok for it is literally going to be a year tomorrow. Wow. Um, and so my sole entire purpose in life, I, I try to call myself like a purpose pusher. I just want to mm. push people into who they're made to be. Um, I just think so much of our lives, we're just like scrambling around trying to figure out what we're made for, but like, we don't ever take the time to really sit and assess. It's like, yo, I just got to grind. I got to grind, but it's like, yeah, you're grinding, but it's not what you were made to do. So I love to push people into who they're made to be. Um, after I figured out what I was supposed to be, I was like, okay, I have to tell people about it because once you start to figure out what you were created for, right. your heart beats different. Mm. And I feel like everybody should feel that typical, like you should feel why your heart beats, you know what I mean? So yeah, that's a little bit about me. So I want to touch on that because um, people, for those who may not know, like your your videos are traveling. And I the, my last straw to like get you on was when I saw Pastor Michael Todd uh, post your, your reaction to <laughs> one of his uh, series. We'll get into that in a second. But you <laughs> mentioned about once you found out what your purpose was, what was your journey in finding your purpose? And what were you doing prior? Oh, God. Yeah. We don't have enough time. But, Chad, we got uh, time so, today, cuz. We got time today. So I attended uh, the illustrious Winston-Salem State University in Winston-Salem, North Carolina. And nice. when I graduated, um, I, actually, I always wanted to be on TV. I wanted to work for CNN, which is so crazy because people are like, you have such this bright personality. How the heck were you going to work for CNN? Yeah, I don't know. I wanted to work for CNN, and I had this internship opportunity, and it kind of fell through. And so when I graduated, I didn't have a job or a plan. Mm -hmm. And so I ended up moving to Florida with my parents, and I was literally miserable. Uh, it was one of the darkest moments of my life. I struggled with suicide, obesity, oh. just everything. Like, life was just a whirlwind. And so... I ended up getting a job out in Louisiana and I thought that getting a job would cure me, you know, because mm -hmm. I think I was equating my worth and my value with a job and a status. And, you know, the, the dream that they sell us is you get a degree, you get a good job, life gets better. Okay. So I did my part and I just was a little confused right. why my life was falling apart. So I ended up moving to Louisiana. I thought the depression would go away, but it also got worse. And I began to, like, find humor in, like, I didn't have much friends. So, like, 
I just started talking to my phone. Like I would make funny videos and people would like laugh. And all the time people would say like, you need a vlog. And I'm just like, eh, no, not really. Um, And so I got into this like situationship. I wouldn't even call it a relationship. And after it ended, I was like, man, heck, forget this. I'm about to make a story time. And I made this story, created the story, told them all about it. And it did well. Mm. And I was like, you know what? Like, this is kind of therapeutic. So I'm just going to create this YouTube channel and create therapy for myself. Nice. And after I started uh, creating content, I began to see that it wasn't even for me. Like people were literally messaging me like, I don't think you understand. I don't even know how I like fell, fell upon your YouTube channel, but your story on depression helped me. Your story on dating helped me. Your story on this. And wow. so what happened was, the more I began to open my mouth, I had always been told I had a voice. I've always been told that. And I was just like, yeah, okay, everybody's got a voice, duh. But like, literally, I never knew that my words were so powerful and that they could bring healing. Mm. And so I began to tell my stories and I began to tell people like what it was. So like, after I started doing this YouTube, it kind of like formed. Like after I did YouTube for maybe a year and a half, um, I think Pastor Mike, transformation church had just kind of like got a little bit of clout Mm -hmm. and I just wanted people to I just want people to see like the good things I was seeing and so like I was doing YouTube and it wasn't going as fast as I wanted it to go I wanted to get monetized and it was just slow and one of my friends said hey you need to watch this um, sermon called strive so that's when I started watching Mike and then like I begin to tell people like I want you to experience what I'm experiencing like there's this guy that you need to watch and I begin to talk about him and then like he saw one of my stories and like from that every time it was like, he was like, I need to do a sermon review every single time. And I was wow. like, every single time. <laughs> <laughs> and so like from that, it grew, like it grew. So, like, every, I never wait, thought, so every sermon, like since then, how long ago was that? Uh, I started reviewing Mike's sermons in like 2018 or 19. It's been a while. Uh, yeah. A little while. Like 2018. Yeah. Like 2018. So for two some odd years, you were doing reviews on each one of his sermons? Not every sermon. <laughs> <laughs> Not every sermon. Some of them I wouldn't watch. But, like, the things that I always would do reviews on what was changing my life. Right, Because I wanted to people to see. Yeah. Now, if it doesn't change my life, I won't do a review. But, right. yeah, honestly, I think it started in 20, 2019. I'm sorry, 2019. 20, yeah, wait, wait, hold on. 2019 because... Uh, yes, 2019, because I also went to the conference in 2019. Yes, so 2019, and I just wanted people to, to see what was going on there um, because it was like there's this hidden treasure that you guys have to see. Like, wow. oh, my gosh, you have to see it. And from that, like, legit, he was just like, yeah, you, you got to keep doing this. And I was just like, yeah, okay. So I started doing the reviews, and I was just honest. Like, I think the first review I ever did was about ducks in a row, which is about financial giving. Mm-hmm. And I was talking about like how I started taking my ties because I was broke. And like, I was just really honest. And he was just like, transparency helps people. Right. And from that, I just became more and more transparent about who I was and mm-hmm. what I was going through. And um, from that, like, I never thought that like, I'd be like, now people be like, that's the girl from Transformation Church. I'm like, no, that is, I don't go there. But <laughs> So what? I don't go there. Wait, sorry, wait. Uh, TC. Uh, 
Nation. There you go. Transformation Nation. Yeah. So, but but you you're in North Carolina now. No, I live in Louisiana. So I work in Louisiana. I've been living in Louisiana for about seven years. I work in Louisiana. Mm-hmm. So that I think that that hits a beautiful point because I got to backtrack on some things a little bit. Being a content creator, and we're going to talk a little bit about if it's okay, like delve more into what that actually means for those who are listening who may not be familiar with that realm. But the idea where you can be in Louisiana, you can be in North Carolina liner or like you said in Florida wherever you're from and still create content and it can flow but now it can grow yeah. rather on its own but now it's like you're like you said you're doing it with purpose and it's beyond you and helping other people yeah absolutely like sometimes when I don't feel like creating I tell people well I would always say like my gifts are never for me they're for somebody else nice. so if I don't tap into what I'm supposed to do somebody doesn't get what they need um, so it's so selfish of you to not create. Like there's times when I don't feel like creating and I'm like, I don't really feel like it, but how selfish of me to not, to have something and not be able to share it with someone who needs it. Nice. That's selfish. That's beautiful. Well, I'll ask you, uh, since we were last talking about uh, TC Nation, are you, so you're continuing to do reviews on that and you're going to keep doing it till it moves you? Uh, as, yeah, I mean, I I don't try to, like, I only review when I'm watching a sermon and literally changes my life. Like, nice. with the offering, with the one that you saw, I was literally being a troll because I was like, first of all, you really loud, and I don't like that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you guys got to check it out I, if you haven't seen it. I'll post it for you, 1035thebeat.com, keyword stitches. But please continue. I was just being a troll. Like, I was like, I don't like that. But what I realized was I think their mission as a church is to make uh, the gospel, like, free and show you that it's not weird. And so, like, when they have people who make it as accessible and normal, I think it kind of brings into a brings the audience, like, hey, we're normal people, too. And so, uh, yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm going to do a review as long as it changes my life and he not stepping on my toes. Now, if I got an attitude, I'm not going to do it. Right. <laughs> I'll be like, <laughs> But I love it, and I think that's, I, <laughs> I think that's what a lot of people love about you because, like you said, it, it's just you're you're transparent about it. But I know somebody gonna be listening and being like, okay, well, what's your IG? Can you give them your TikTok really quick before we continue? Yeah, so my TikTok is c underscore international, and my Instagram is c underscore international, and my YouTube is Candace's Corner. C-A-N-D-A-C-E apostrophe S corner. Beautiful. Um, yeah. My handles are the same on all social media sites. Yeah. Awesome. But don't go, don't go there now. You if you're on your phone, you know, you could go there <laughs> after you listen to this. But I um, wanted to put that out there. I felt like somebody's like, well, what's IG? What's the thing? I felt it. So now let's let's trace back just a little bit because you hit on something that I think might be beneficial to somebody who might have been going through the same thing. You mentioned that uh, you were in a place of depression and it was just, it was rough. Can you talk a little mm-hmm. bit about what that was and how you came out? Yeah, so for me, I am a planner. Mm-hmm. And so my whole entire life, I have planned for myself. If you go into my office, there's highlighters, we have dates, we have meetings, we have calendars. I'm a planner. Nice. I kind of, I'm a control freak, but all right, maybe. Um, and so for me, I had mapped my life out. Okay. Mm. Like I was like, okay, by 21, I will have graduated college by 23. I would kind of like to be married. And then like 25, have a kid, you know, nice job. I just had like this dream in my head. And then like, when I was 21, I graduated, didn't have any plans, no man, no nothing. Life just came at me quick. Mm. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. 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 And so I begin, and also it's a different 
when you've like your whole entire life, people have told you like, yeah, you're, you're going to be great. And it's like, okay, well, what day am I going to be right, great? Right. right now I'm broke. <laughs> right. <laughs> Do you broke. see the day? Cause... Right yeah. <laughs> oh, cause my whole life it was like, yeah, that girl's got talent. She's going to go places. Well, what day do we leave? Right. Because right. I'm not going anywhere right now, but to my mom's house, and this is embarrassing. And I was in like the darkest place of my life. Mm. I don't think I've ever been in a darker period. And it did not, it was not quick. Like, let me be very clear. I didn't get over it in an hour. Yeah. It was some years. Like, this started at the beginning of 2013. I was trying to adjust. I had like lost all my friends in college. I was singing in this group and, uh, you know, we had kind of like, they kind of kicked me out. And then like, I graduated with no plan. And then like, I moved back with my parents. They kicked you out the group? Yeah, it was a long story. It was like, you know, Diana Ross type situation. But oh, that's no. another day. Who was you? Were you Ross? <laughs> was you DR? Were you Diana? No. Oh, I was definitely Effie. I probably oh. got kicked. No, I was definitely she kicked out. Yeah, no, I didn't get to. <laughs> But everyone the Grammys after now. Everyone want you know. Well, you know, I haven't won any Grammys yet, but if the Lord wanna see fit, you know, that's fine. Nice, nice. <laughs> um, so from twenty three twenty thirteen to twenty fourteen, I was living with my parents and my parents are pastors, okay? So mm. being that they're a pa- they're pastors and they have their own church, there are certain responsibilities that as a PK I have to abide. Right. By. Yeah, you come from the background of yeah, yes, very. But, like, my parents aren't super strict, like, where you got to wear pants. and But it's like, you know, hey, if you're here, help out the church. So I was leading worship, and I've never, like, sang out of a place of darkness. Like, I'm I'm leading worship, but in my heart, I'm literally like, if I died today, that would be great. I remember mm. waking up like, hey, I don't really want to do anything else today, God. So, like, if you could just take me out, that'd be great. Um, I was that gone. Yeah. Like, for me, death seemed better because death meant that I did not fail. Death meant that I didn't have to face the reality that I had no plan. Death meant that I could tap out. Death seemed better to me. Wow. And um, and that was because you so, weren't at a place that you saw yourself or, or initially planned exactly, out. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I was very disappointed in who I was and who I thought I was going to be. Oh. Um, and so I remember one day I was like, I'm a journaler. I like to journal. I wrote down to God. I was like, yeah, I don't think I can take anything else. Like if anything else happens, we're just going to be tapped. And I remember that same day I got into a fender bender and I kind of like ruined my dad's car. It wasn't total, but you know, it was just inconvenience. I didn't have no job. And I literally, and normal people would be like, oh my God, I'm so thankful I'm okay. Do you want to know what I said when I got out of the car? Like, mm. seriously, why couldn't you just let me hit a tree? Like, mm. if you would have let me hit a tree, I would have died. Like, then then there would be no, you know what I'm saying? It like, got if real. I could hit the tree and I could die, yeah. then, then, then we could have had something. And so I... Was, I never got to the point where I wanted to blow my brains out or I wanted to take pills because I was always afraid of like, well, what if I go to hell? Then what? <laughs> like, what? Oh, whoa, hold on. Like, I'd rather God just take me up out of here. And I remember after that, I just would sit in my room. It was so bad. I would sit in my room mm-hmm. and it would be dark. And I would sit in there for hours. And my oh. dad would be like, why don't you ever come out? And I'd be like, my room is the only thing I can control. I can uh... control what goes on here. I can't control anything else. I can't control my mind. I can't control like my job situation because I I didn't have a job. I couldn't I couldn't control anything. But the room was the one thing I could control. I could figure out if the lights was gonna go on if they was gonna go off. If That's I was deep, gonna watch sis. TV, I 
literally Candace. would eat. Candace, CW, CW. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's deep. That's oh, deep. you scared me. I was like, huh? <laughs> no. It's uh, deep, sis. Yeah, no. like. Let that soak. That That's deep. Yeah, it was the one thing I can control. And I would eat, and I would go back to my room, and I would eat, and I would go back to my room. So, like, I gained from... Ooh, from 2013 to like 2016, because that's when you really when I started coming out of it, mm-hmm. I was 331 pounds. Wow. I, I started at 265, but mm-hmm. I was 331 pounds by the time it all ended for me. Um, and so I had applied for a job. I needed a temporary job. So I started working for Macy's, hated it. Um, but it was quick money, but hated it. Right. You know? <laughs> Hated it. So then I ended up getting working for this company, and they're like, hey, we have a job out in Kentucky or New Orleans where you want to go. And I was like, New Orleans? So I moved to New Orleans, and I started working. And I thought that because I had a job, and it was a good job, and I was making salary, and I was looking accomplished, that, you know, finally these bad feelings will go away. You know what I mean? Because Mm -hmm. at this point, I'm not a failure anymore. I'm not not a failure. Right. You got a job. You're fine. Yeah. There you go. But not as worse, but just as bad because mm. now I was adjusting to a new city. I didn't have any friends. Um, I didn't know if I could, if I was capable of doing the job that I had applied for. Wow. I didn't know if I could do it. And so now I begin to doubt myself. I'm like, I'm really not, I don't know if I can do it. And every single day I would go home and I would cry. Like I would be in my car and I would weep. Aww. I would be so sorrowful. Um, to the point where it was just like, I would wake up in tears. Like, I would call my best friend and just be crying. She'd be like, what's wrong with you? I was like, it's just a Tuesday. Wow. It's just a Tuesday. And so that continued on for like two years. And then right after that. And what was the job? I'm sorry, I didn't even ask. What was the job that you um, that you were going into in Louisiana? Uh, I was working, uh, I was contracting with a company that was working for Tulane. And my responsibility was to bring in half a million dollars to Tulane, oh. like via phone. So I was a fundraiser. Ooh. stressful stressful but I was good at it because I had did it in college I was raising money for my university so fundraising I knew how to do in the back of my like I could do that I nice. know how to fundraise it's not a problem nice um but being able to manage such a high goal was stressful you had from June 1st no excuse me July 1st to June 30th to raise half a million dollars Oof. you had to hit your goal and so I just I didn't know if I could do it. It was one thing when you had the support and the people behind you, but I didn't know if I could do it by myself. Right. Um, and so when I turned 25, I, this light bulb went off. Um, I don't know how, when, where, why, how, what. I just began to tap more into my relationship with God and this light bulb went off. And I was like, you know, what? I'm not going to be afraid anymore. Like, I'm not going to stop. I'm not going to do this anymore. And what I started to do was I began to journal. Um, when I was sad, I would journal. When I was happy, I would journal. And honestly, I'm not going to lie, my drug of choice was food. Um, Terrible. You know, like some people do cocaine and weed. I did double cheeseburgers with bacon, and it was bad, okay? It was just bad. So I began to journal. I began to talk out my feelings. Um, I began to confide into people who were going to therapy, and and I just began to make like a safe space for myself with other people who were going through what I was going through. Um, and then slowly, but surely, the more I begin to go through this and then I, the more I begin to go through this process, I begin to heal a little bit, but I really think the healing came seriously when I tapped into creating, because then I realized why I had to go through what I had to go through. Like if I 
if I wasn't going to be a creator, I wouldn't like if I didn't have a great story to tell, what would there be to create? Nice. Like I never expected for people to confide in me about them battling with suicide. But because I was open about it, we created a bridge. So now people love to be like, yo, I, ba- I battled suicide and I beat it. And I'm like, yo, that's what that's what it is. But how did you overcome it? Well, this is what I did, but I would suggest therapy. You know, I suggest you talking. And so I learned that literally, like, we're at the part of my life where, like, all things work together for the good because, like, legit every single part of my life that I've been through has literally prepared me for moments mm. like this. That's good. That's good. CW. Yeah. CW. <laughs> you never know. <laughs> you never really know what you're going through until you get to the end of it. And then you look over and you're like, yeah, okay. So that made sense. <laughs> that so, made a lot of sense. So <laughs> now we're creating content. For those who are who are not really familiar, like content creator, what exactly is that? How would you describe that? So I I would like to say it's storytelling, but it's not even that. It is it's picking up your phone. And, ah, no, hold on. It's, I, I, I don't know. Because I was going to say it's storytelling. But what I do, I think, isn't just storytelling. It's For me, it's like tapping out of my, out of who Candace is into, mm-hmm. like, I can't put it into words. Like, the person that I am when I'm not in front of a camera is very different from who I am in front of a camera. It's like I come out of, I don't know where it comes from. Right. But it's there. You tap in. It it taps in. Yeah, it's just there. And because, like, people ask all the time, like, how the heck do you do this? Like, your voice, you always have energy. I'm like, it is on the inside, y'all. I I don't know. It's like as soon as the camera comes on, I become another person. And it's like I feel like whoever needs to see it is going to see it. And I got to get this message. So it's like it's like burning on the inside, basically. And it's like until you get it out. It's going to keep burning inside. It's going to keep burning. Yeah, it's like storytelling. I don't know. Like storytelling uh it's I, I guess it's the same way people feel when they create movies or when they act or when they write it's like a release right it's, it's based on your life and based on what you've done and with purpose and just really trying to help somebody else not even trying just sharing and it is helping other people yeah that's the that's the kind of the scary not scariest part but the my favorite part is knowing that like when i leave this earth i left an impact on someone's life like maybe i don't Maybe millions of people don't watch me. That's okay. Right. But if you change one person's life, you 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 did it. Hey man, I like it. I, I reckon that's the Holy Spirit coming into <laughs> as soon as you get on the live, as soon as you hit record, baby. <laughs> but no, I'm I'm so happy and and glad to see that the tree didn't hit you, baby, when you was in that car. You hear me? Because how many lives Thank now you. that I'm sure um you you continue to inspire and motivate and and just encourage. So now. We do videos for others. We're we're doing reviews. We have our YouTube. We're creating our content purpose. But what we have going on now? What are we doing, CW? What is Candace doing now? Oh man, uh, <laughs> Candace is on this weight loss journey, and so my focus right now has been like trying to get myself together mentally, spiritually, physically, mm-hmm. and emotionally. Um, and so I started losing weight before the pandemic. Um, but like when I went into the pandemic, I came out like a different person. And so I lost a total of like 107 pounds. Right. Come on, sis. Come on, sis. Don't just drop. Don't just pass by there. Hold on now. Hold on now. (laughs) Hold on now. 107 pounds. Uh, That's a lot. Yeah. Yeah, it is. But I was a big girl. (laughs) But that's still, I don't care if it was five pounds, honey, that's an accomplishment. 107 pounds, yeah. what did you do? 
Um, so before the pandemic, I was working out, you know, but when I went into the pandemic, I just went into beast mode. So mm. like I, um, I went to like, from like one day workouts to like three a day workouts. I was working out breakfast, lunch, and dinner. I changed my diet. So like I got a trainer and she was like, we're going to do keto with a twist because keto means you can have a whole bunch of cheese, but cheese sticks to you, which causes you to get a gut. She's like, I just want you to do like chicken, shrimp vegetables and water a gallon of water every single day mm. and fruits you can have fruits and I think from the time we started with her which was in June till December I, I had hit my goal I was down 100 pounds and so right now I'm at a plateau though which makes sense because I've done so much work the, this past year so I'm actually about to start back up with her but yeah so I'm working on losing weight and in the midst of me losing weight, I never tried to inspire people, but I guess my weight loss journey is inspiring people. I didn't know. I was just trying to be the best version of myself because God told me, like, look, I got things for you to do, but you can't go in the body that you're in. I was, like, so obese. I was literally, like, gasping for air doing the basic things. And, um, yeah, so I'm losing weight right now. I create for TikTok. I do do that. And Instagram, honestly, I'm just maintaining, like, Nice. My goal this year was whatever I started last year, I just want to finish. Like, I just want to keep finishing, keep finishing, keep finishing. So as I finish, it creates opportunities. Like, I didn't know, it. like, I didn't think when I made videos on TikTok they were going to do what they were going to do. Right. I just didn't. I was just, you know, doing me. And to see my sound go, like, crazy as it's going is a blessing um because more than anything I want people to get the message like you ain't got to see me just get the message like if my voice can reach you get the message so my whole focus right now is to keep maintaining like to keep finishing things and to be obedient and like if my transparency helps somebody that's great that's really what I'm doing honestly nice. I mean I'm not gonna go I mean one day I pray to work with like Tyler Perry and Oprah, sure, but for right now, <laughs> and I declare just, you will. You know, I declare you will, and you will be on CNN, and you will ha you will just be you. You won't be anybody else. They'll they'll CNN will call you up to just be you. Ooh, out. I hope their producers are ready for that. Come that's on, a lot. come on. Well, we ready. <laughs> we ready. So I guess is that I guess that would lead into my next question. The ultimate goal would it be to work in Hollywood and doing films and acting and things of such um, or what is the ultimate goal i'll ask that you know uh one of the ultimate goals is to create films because i do write um and i studied journalism and media in school so nice. yes one of them would be to create films and produce shows and yes but also uh when i close my eyes i see me in like stages and arenas speaking mm, to people nice um, and so i would like to go to the world telling my stories and testifying of God's goodness, not necessarily being a preacher, but just being who I am now. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's one of them. And to have my own show. Absolutely. I would love for there to be Candace's corner on like a huge network. Absolutely. I can and see create that. opportunities for other. Ah, you know, People say that, and I'd be like, Lord, well, come on, Jesus. Come on in the room. <laughs> it's just timing. It's just timing, Seth. It's only about timing. It's just Absolutely. timing. Absolutely. So I just want to do that. And, uh, create other opportunities for other people so like i would love to create like a content creator not boot camp but like a content creator avenue for other creators um so like once i get on it's always you know i want to help somebody else so i would love to create a field and avenue so kind of like all different types of things you know Beautiful. my handle kind of being a, a lot of 
things. Yeah. Well, we are excited to see where God is going to take you, sis. And I know it's going to be, you're not maintaining though, mate. You know what I mean? You're, it's like you're flourishing. <laughs> you're, not, you're not really maintaining. You're flourishing. So keep on flourishing. Keep on flying. And once again, please tell everybody where they can find you, where they can connect with you, sis. Okay. So you can find me on Instagram, C underscore international. You can find me on TikTok at C underscore international. You can follow me on YouTube at Candace's Corner. That's C-A-N-D-A-C-E apostrophe S Corner. And I saw real quick, little tidbit, you've been doing table talk since 2012. So the red table talk, like, that's new, but you been oh doing that on God. Like, I see you, sis. Yes. Like, y'all got to check that out on YouTube, but you been on that, sis, period. You been oh, on that. yes. <laughs> I came up with that idea in college, the table. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, you went back. We, you we went back and did the research. So y'all looked that up, oh. the table, since 2012, okay? Oh, man. <laughs> Oh, my God. Is that wow, coming back? Yes. Real quick, is that coming back? Uh, the table? I did that in college. Oh, God. I would love to start the table up again, but... Man, that's so wild that you said that. Yeah, I, I could probably bring that back. I don't know. Maybe. Hey, and maybe that'll be a platform for college students where you allow them to get on a table and you just create the platform for them, huh? Yeah. You're right. You know what? Man, now you got me, like, in my creative bag. I, like, I need to go back and dig. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I don't need credit. Just, you know, throw me a check <laughs> if you feel good. You know? I like the color purple, things that sparkle, and, uh, you know, that's it. That's all. Okay. I great. got you. I got you. I got you. <laughs> Candace, you are an absolute joy. CW! Candace Waters, check out this baby hashtag. She is doing it, honey. Thank you so much. Thank you, Sugar. Go ahead and close us out properly. Hey, everybody. What's up? My name is Candace Waters. I am a content creator. Hashtag, she's doing it.